Hello folks and welcome to a new episode of Generational Gap. My name is Aaron Powers and I'm here with my daughter Lucy. Hi. And this week we're going to be talking about one of my childhood favorites, the Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey movie, Wayne's World. Uh, Lou, you had seen it a little bit before but never like, but didn't remember a lot about it. No, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what brought this back up is your... <laughs> New obsession with Mr. Robert Lowe. Possibly. Yeah. What do you think about him in this movie? I knew he was like the villain in this one. Um, he still has a nice smile and, pre and beautiful eyes though. Right, right. Just like a bad guy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, jumping right into it. The movie it takes place in Aurora, Illinois. Mm -hmm. It is a suburb of Chicago. And watching this movie for the first time in a long time, like there are things that I think of now that I never thought of then. First of all, the suck cut, <laughs> it certainly does suck. And then when the guy leaves, I'm thinking to my head, like, does Wayne's mom like see him out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she doesn't just see random people walk downstairs and walk back up and it's just like, what? right. I know, that's like, I never thought about that when I was a kid. Now I'm like, who's upstairs? Like, is this guy just sitting in Wayne's living room now? Yeah, it's the, um, are his parents, does he actually live with his parents? Or he lives he with his parents, him? but they do not make an appearance. Yeah. I think he killed him. That's my new conspiracy theory. I'm Honestly, saying. it couldn't have happened. You never know, wouldn't that be something? If like a dark, dark sequel came out? Well, there is Wayne's World too. We'll have to watch that sometime too. Yeah. So I, they based it in Aurora, because Mike Myers, who is actually Canadian, but he was Second City uh, Theater Group in Chicago is where he oh. got his start. That's where he started the character. <laughs> and in my little bit of digging around and stuff, it was just Wayne before, and then it wasn't until he took it to SNL that he got uh, Garth in it, yeah. And met Dana Carvey, who was obviously hilarious. <laughs> and then <laughs> when he goes upstairs after the, after the show, and he's walking through, he says, and he's talking about how he's had many jobs. He says, let's put it this way. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. And I feel that on a <laughs> total different level now. I don't have too many hairnets, but plenty of name tags. How many jobs have you had? Zero. Yeah, you barely take your garbage out. Hey. What are you going to do when Dylan moves and all of a sudden you got to do the garbage and the recycling? Cry internally like normal. Oh, man. That's, that's <laughs> rough. Times are tough. Oh, and <laughs> what's Wayne say? Uh, someday I want to do Wayne's World on TV. Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. There's a lot of people who said that back in the 90s. <laughs> totally see it, too. <laughs> so then they go to Stan Makita's Donuts. Meet, we meet Ed O'Neill's character, mm -hmm. uh, the manager, Glenn. He's an intense individual in this movie. He always does very intense, like... You know, random he, terrifying things come out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah he's a terrifying guy. Yeah, he wasn't in um, a lot of movies. He had one called Dutch that was pretty popular, but like everything he's ever done is memorable. He's just one of those like real likable guys. Yeah. Um, then we meet Garth's dream girl. <laughs> who? Did they ever say her name? They, she's just called Dream Girl in yeah. the credits and. She was like a known model at the time. Let me pull it up here. Donna Dixon. She was a very well known model back then. 
So, as they're at Stan Makita's Donuts, one of the most memorable scenes happens. The gun rack scene. The gun rack scene. <laughs> that is, there's no, like, like, there's a lot of movie lines that, from other movies that are playable, like at random times where you, that's what she said, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But that is one of like the most quoted movie lines that's not really like you don't fit that in anywhere like yeah. if somebody got me a gun rack i would absolutely say that because it would make about as much sense as hey father's day's coming up i don't want to get you you should absolutely just for that <laughs> she got me a gun rack a gun rack i don't even know a gun it's the way he says a <laughs> let alone many guns which necessitate an entire rack yeah <laughs> so yeah and that her name is laura flynn boyle and she was in, not a lot of movies, but she had uh, a popular lawyer show. She ended up being a very accomplished actress, too. Hmm. Um, <laughs> one thing, when, he, when then they go to the club, and Meatloaf is the bouncer. Yeah. And they're asking him who's playing. And he says, the Jolly Green Giants and the Shitty Beatles. Yeah. And Wayne's like, are they any good? Man, they suck. And he goes, but it's not just a clever name. I've used that. A bunch of times oh, yeah. that line when something's like super obviously named. And yeah, I forgot that was Meatloaf till we watched it. R.I.P. Meatloaf. Yeah. Is, what is the uh, oh shoot? I was trying to think of his name in in Fight Club. Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. You've never seen Fight Club, have you? Mm -mm. Sidebar. In Fight Club, mm -hmm. they get like nicknames when they're in the club and they're doing all the undercover blowing up buildings and mischief stuff. And uh, Robert Paulson was Meatloaf's name in that, and he ends up dying. And when they bring him in, they're calling him by his code name. And Edward Norton's character's going, "He has a name. His name is Robert Paulson." And then all the guys are like, "In death, we get a name." His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. It becomes a champ. But yeah, back to Wayne's world. Cute. <laughs> so he gets in the club. There's Tia Carrera up on stage. Cassandra wailing yes. away. She uh, She's in a movie with Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, called oh, wow. Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> and see her boobies. Yeah. Little boobs. They're not little. Oh. <laughs> Wayne Caesar instantly falls in love. I used to have this soundtrack on cassette. I wore it out. I could totally see that. Oh yeah. And then, shortly after this part, well, first of all, you probably a lot of these jokes are like plays on popular commercials from the time. They pull up next to the rich guy in like a Rolls Royce, and he makes him roll his window down. First of all, he has to do a little circle thing. Now it's all buttons. But he goes, uh, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? Oh, yeah. Super popular commercials back there for Grey Poupon. It's supposed to be classy mustard. And that's what, <laughs> so like, that's what that one meant. And then, and then we find out that Rob Lowe is a scumbag. Yeah. I had my suspicions, yeah. just hey, in general. Hey, leave him alone. Well, just, I mean, he's a smooth talker. The art of the deal. Oh my gosh, yeah. With Mr. Noah Vanderhoff, the owner of Noah's Arcade. That's still confusing to me how he did that. And that Noah, the owner of the arcade, played by Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's older brother. No, I thought he looked like Bill Murray. Yeah, he does. They, and he's got a younger brother 
who I can't off the top of my head think of stuff he's in, but actually was the voice of Chester Cheeto in Cheeto's commercials. <laughs> but he's in a ton of stuff. You've seen him too. Uh, the way he did it was pretty damn impressive. We've watched this movie like three times now. Yeah. And what he's doing is he's like showing it to him and he's not interested. <laughs> he says, two chimps on a Davenport in a basement, which is hilarious to me because him and my great-grandma are the only people I've ever heard call a couch a Davenport. <laughs> I stayed at what would be your great-great-grandma, Grandma Hanson, Grandma Neva's mom. Yeah. Stayed at her house one time and there was no TV in the room she put me in. And so the next night I asked if I could sleep on the couch and then I went to church with her the next morning and she was telling her friends, Aaron insisted on sleeping on the Davenport last night. I was like, what the hell is a Davenport? <laughs> that was a couch, Grandma. Uh. But Rob, Rob Lowe and his scumbaggery, man, you know how to pick him, Lou. Shut <laughs> he, he starts saying, he asks him what the single biggest problem in the industry is. Yeah. And he says, keeping people updated on new games, because the games change a lot, and you make a commercial that runs for months. Um, So then he's like, so you're saying, if you had a regular spot on a television show, and so now it's like, yeah. And so where he's saying, instead... If he had said, what if you had a regular spot, then it's then it's his idea. But when he says, so you're saying, yeah, and then all of a sudden you put him in the driver's seat, but it's really not his idea at all. Yeah, it was pretty smooth. Yeah. Then we go to, <laughs> they're getting their car uh, inspected, and there's like an inspection you have to have in um, Chicago. Like your car had to actually meet code. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do that. There's no way that every car in Chicago gets tested. Not a chance. The huh. um, <laughs> Wayne's trying to learn Cantonese so he can talk to Cassandra. Mm-hmm. I, that ju- this is how much I watched that movie. I could quote his fake Cantonese. You nisa bendua. I don't know if that's real words or not, but that exact sound like that's how much I watched this movie wow. when I was a child. It is ingrained. Uh, their next episode of the show, they salute. I don't get this. They do this showing oh thing. Oh my gosh! Stop! I don't, I know it looks like like. Does it mean like they're they're sitting on something that they need because they like thrust up? They're like, whoa, showing. You uh, know. I don't know. Explain it. Shut up. Um, the male thing. Yeah, stop there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so they show wing to Claudia Schiffer. Calling her a babe. <laughs> She's magically babelicious. <laughs> and then that night at the club, uh, Wayne gets a little bit of time to talk to Cassandra and uh, <laughs> unveils to her his Cantonese. <laughs> Which he apparently learned like the language in a day. Yeah. Have a conversation. <laughs> the waiting for the subtitles, just the <laughs> awkward silence for like yeah. a minute. <laughs> they talk ahead and then they just sit there, waiting for the conversation to catch up. Yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> and then Wayne and Garth, times are good. They're on the car whistling. His whistling is terrifying. Whistling just the, scares the me. Star Wars theme, Star Trek theme. Don't don't. Barbecue me, people. I don't. Uh, I don't know the difference in these things. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> uh, they're talking about Cassandra. 
Well, you see, if she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And then Garth goes, and, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when you put on a dress and act like a girl bunny? Which I mean. Oh, okay, furry. Hey, you gonna tell me Lola's not attractive? She's beautiful, but yeah. it's a rabbit. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird to call her but hot. But you gonna date a rabbit. Like, what? if you were gonna date a rabbit, would she be the rabbit? I wouldn't date a rabbit. <sighs> okay. They have too many babies. Wow. Well, not if it's girl and girl. I don't know if you've made that girl. class yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> there will somehow be a way. <laughs> yeah, someday. And then they go to rehearsal for the first episode. <laughs> and they're in front of the green screen and they're oh <laughs> it's at that part right now and uh but yeah they're like in front of the green screen and talking about different states and pretending they're in like a few different states hey I'm in New York I got a gun let's go to a Broadway show <laughs> <laughs> they do like New York Hawaii Texas, like Texas and, and then a, Delaware I'm in Delaware, Delaware. <laughs> Oh, and then the interview, or no, his first mm. meeting with Mr. Vanderhoff. So this yeah. is one of the jokes that as a child, Didn't I get. did not get. I did not know what a sphincter was. <laughs> a and, booty hole? Oh, uh, and he, a sphincter says what? What? <laughs> a sphincter says what? And yeah, I, I didn't get that. I was like, I know he's getting him to say something, but I don't know what the hell that is. And for some reason, your grandparents never told me. Wonder why? Because then you'd try saying it to them. I would never. Yes, you would. I probably tried it anyway. To be honest. Oh, a hundred percent. I I called my cousin Daniel a sea sucker one time because somebody had called me one and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and he put our parents made us race one time just to see who was faster. And he beat me. I you sucker. <laughs> Your Aunt Tam's head almost exploded. Oh, I totally... Sean Aaron, what did you just call him? I said, a sucker. And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, man. So then, Wayne and Garth out playing hockey in the street. <laughs> Car! And they pick up the nut and move. Oh, and Stacy on her bike. And I watched the scene. Hi, Wayne. Tumbles Boom. over her <laughs> Oh, right over the hood of a car and I think it was her like I was watching it and like it shows like impact on the car I think yeah. Chloroflynn Boyle really did that because she, she smoked that car <laughs> it, the fact because when they were at the club she was trying to flirt with another guy mm -hmm. to see if he would get jealous and he didn't even care No, no and then she fell through Cassandra. a window but then it was fine. Right. But then he's wearing <laughs> a neck brace. brace. But out for a bike ride. Because that's what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. She hit that car hard. Yeah, you could tell. Alright, and then Wayne and Cassandra hanging out. And he goes to check out the Fender Stratocaster at the music store. Mm-hmm. One of the best scenes. I can't even say one of the best scenes. This movie is just awesome. They, yeah. They're all the best scenes. Um, hey, 
He no stairway to heaven. He's not allowed to play stairway to heaven. And then he's got the guitar. And we got he's playing out of the guy. Can we put it back yet, Wayne? <laughs> we were saying that we would a hundred percent do this. Oh yeah, not today, my good man. I'm feeling saucy. Shing pulls out two wads of cash Can like a boss. Can I pay in cash? Yeah, I'm gonna do that for like. A pack of gum. A six pack of beer. Do you accept the cash? Yeah, dude, it's ten bucks. <laughs> Get out of here. The famous, you know, the tension starts to build because now they're feeling the uh, the corporate game that they have to play. Mm -hmm. They gotta, they have to have the sponsor Noah on it for a weekly spot. That's kind of silly. Like monthly, I think would be reasonable. Yeah. Have them come on. What's new? There we go. And then, see, I think it's her. Yeah. I think it was her. So you guys know we have the movie playing right now with the with the volume down, and she just hit the the car on her bike, and I do. Think and she her. fixes her hair after like nothing happens. She's like, hey, <laughs> hi. Right. If your neck was so messed up, you had a neck brace on. You would not have that, that. That particular spill would be pretty painful. Yeah. So Benjamin's talking to them, explaining to them that they're going to have to have Noah on for a weekly spot. And there's this funny scene where they go through a bunch of commercials from the time, too, where they're like, <laughs> I won't bow to any sponsor as he holds a Pizza Hut box. He gets the, I can't think about it, I have a headache. And he puts Newport in his hand. Newport, little, yellow, different. The uh, choice of a generation. Oh, yeah, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. Uh, Garth with all his Reebok stuff on. <laughs> It's just like some people just sell out, man. Yeah. And then they're out eating at the at the Stan Makita's and they're giving Garth a hard time about not, not talking to his lady, Miss Donna Dixon. And uh, quick, see if you remember Foxy Lady, who's it by? <laughs> You're killing me. One Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Mr. That's Jimi Hendrix. This movie gave me, I, you know, he's obviously not my generation, but that this movie made me know who Jimi Hendrix was. <laughs> and man, he was great. So then, shortly after that, they're at Benjamin's apartment, and this is when Wayne's kind of starting to feel like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't be bringing this girl around this rich guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Garth is looking through his stuff, and he's got books on how to pick up chicks. <laughs> See, I told you, Rob Lowe's a scumbag. In this movie. That's the title of this episode, folks. Rob Lowe's a scumbag. No! In yeah. this movie! Yeah, I mean, wait till next week, because I think we're going to... We'll keep the Rob Lowe's a scumbag train going. Maybe we'll do Tommy Boy. I'm sure we can find some other ones, too. You know, I just like... Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I just like him in 1983. Mm. It's the only time... Yeah, most people. Most people only like him in nineteen eighty. His first two movies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gives them backstage passes to Alice Cooper. Mm. Another guy I didn't know except for from this movie. And I really I don't know a lot of his work. I know uh, Feed My Frankenstein and then he did Schools Out for Summer. Schools Out for Summer. <laughs> that scene is iconic. They go backstage and uh what's he tell him? Oh, about uh, Milwaukee is actually a Native American name. It's pronounced Milwaukee. Yeah. Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> uh, 
the security guard when they were yeah. going backstage. They go, <laughs> they go out and there's Chris Farley, mm -hmm. and he has quite a bit of information for a security guard. Well, it tells him a little bit too much about Mr. Big. Mr. So then, <laughs> it's time for the first episode, and Mr. Mr. Noah Vanderhoff comes on. <laughs> And what does Wayne do? Uh, he's got cue cards to read off for mm -hmm. questions for Noah or to talk to him about. And he takes a marker, writes on the back, different little funny things. So, uh, what? The uh, sphincter boy? Yeah, this man has sex with goats. I have proof. Yeah, <laughs> you, he blows goats. Yeah, um, sphincter boy. He has no penis. This man has no penis. Uh, <laughs> and the booth is laughing hysterically. Except Roblo, he's there mad. Yeah, he's upset, which, I mean, I get. But, but the children love it. Right. Leave yeah. them alone. Understand your clientele, man. Yeah. So, he fires Wayne. How do you fire the main star? And man, it's so I, stupid. I get, like, the, the integrity of their show had been compromised because now all of a sudden you got this super cheesy... Like lead-in song, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, yeah. some real professional guy. Welcome, Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar. Yeah. And yeah, that's not their jam, right? Mm -mm. And they didn't even they, they did a rehearsal, but yet these guys didn't know that any of this was going to happen. That's kind of stuff. That's why I haven't let them make us into a show yet. Oh, got it, got it. That's why I've been resisting all the corporate Rob temptation. Lowe? Yeah. Oh. No, he. I've been getting emails from Rob Lowe for years. Hey, I got a DM from him. <laughs> yeah, let's not let, let's not leave that at that. Uh, I found but, his TikTok. <clears> um, automated response. And then thing. some account that yeah must have been some automated thing or could have just been somebody pretending to be him on a different account um, tries to follow me on TikTok and I just wasn't accepting <laughs> it for like a week. And then I accepted it and followed it back. So I'm like, why not? See what happens. Then I get a DM from it saying this whole thing. Thank you for the support da, 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 from Rob Lowe. So I'm like, okay. And I just like unaccepted it and unfollowed them. Hmm. So I'm like, good for you. Did it say scumbag Rob Lowe? No, just from Rob Lowe. No, that's how you know it's real. Uh, so, <laughs> so Wayne gets fired, bitch. <laughs> comes back to, back to Garth sitting there. And he, he's not the type to be on camera alone. No, he's terrified. So needless to say, the first episode does not go well. And uh, Benjamin, Rob Lowe, calls Cassandra mm -hmm. to talk to her about shooting a music video. And he asks her if she's talked to Wayne. She hasn't talked to him yet, so she doesn't know about him getting fired. So on and so forth. The next day... Wayne asked her if, if her and Benjamin are, are doing the, the nasty. Mm -hmm. I think he says poking. Maybe yeah. he's poking you. And then the, he screws me, then he screws you. Yeah. And that's, I mean... That, Did he just admit that Rob Lowe tried to do something to him? I mean, that happens a lot in Hollywood. Honestly? You know, these guys get bored, they get on Epstein's plane. <laughs> Seriously? Rob Lowe's definitely the type. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just throwing all kinds of shade at Rob Lowe. Yeah. My, my daughter thinks he was cute 30 years ago. God. <laughs> 40 years ago almost. Yeah. Man, he's old. Hey, you better hold on. He's probably going to die soon. <laughs> Wait. 
<laughs> oh, so then Wayne and Garth sit down, he apologizes to them, and they start to hatch the plan. And I still don't get it. There's the part where he says, I do have one plan. He opens the door, and there's all these military guys back there training. And I, like, I don't know if that's an homage to some kind of movie or what, but that's like the most random scene in no, this No, yeah, because then Garth said, what are we going to do with him? He's like, I don't know, I've just always wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, though, yeah. Garth lays out the plan. What they're going to do is they're going to get Cassandra into Wayne's mom's basement. They're going to have the band play a song. They're going to go off this the satellite, off this satellite, off this satellite, into the back of Mr. Big's limo, so that way Mr. Big can see Cassandra play. Yeah. Which, Garth's like an undercover genius. Seriously? Yeah. There's the one scene where he's like working on like a, a, a robotic hand. And <laughs> yeah, and it moves and he hits it with a hammer. like 86 times. And, but uh, so they come up with this plan and the cop and the guy who got laid off from the public access place and all their cameramen, they happen to be right there and they hear and they're, I'm in, woo, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden everybody's ready to fight back. Um, yeah, which is... <laughs> It's so funny that he just said all this stuff and they're like, if only we had somebody. We'll help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wayne is on his way to the music video shoot to get Cassandra. Yes. And he gets pulled over. <laughs> and you probably don't get this part either. The cop comes up and he says, "Do you have you seen this boy? And Wayne goes, ah, and just drives away. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Terminator 2 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. That guy was the other Terminator who was trying to get that boy. Oh. And so that was the bad guy in that movie. And, so yeah. scared him in a way. So yeah, that was that was a call out to Terminator 2 in that one, which was an awesome movie. Um, <laughs> Wayne gets to the video shoot, and it's not going great. Cassandra's at her wit's end. She's got this giant pipe on that's like asleep, and she's trying to hold it up while she plays guitar. Yeah, it's video. not working for her. <laughs> and all Rob can do is compliment her. He's like, you look beautiful. You're doing amazing. And That's the scumbag. Like... That's the scumbag. <laughs> I heard, this might not be true, might not be true, but I heard that he didn't even know it was a movie. They just Stop. said, just be yourself. That's not That was, it was on a website. Uh-huh. Uh, consp- what website? Conspiracytheories.co. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As in your mind? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. My new Wayne's World Conspiracies, Rob Lowe didn't even know it was a movie, folks. <laughs> Shut they, up. They had Rob Lowe play himself. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne gets there and he's, Cassandra, I love you. I've always loved you. Yada, yada. He grabs water, sprays his face. <laughs> and you know the worst part of all? I never learned to read. <laughs> Is that true? Everything except the reading part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was just saying, like, what is happening right now? He tries to get her to come with him, and she wants to. You can tell she wants to. Mm-hmm. Because she's like... And, then and she's like, like, I have to put the music video. She, he goes, oh, yeah? Where's your band? And then there they come walking behind him. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> oh, and see you guys there. And then, and then we both know there's no film in this camera. <laughs> opens it in way too much film. <laughs> this is the longest reel of film ever. <laughs> unravels onto the ground and then that's enough she's like get out of here and then Rob Lowe stands behind her and the python starts crawling around her 
Because I knew you were the snake. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I would have thought... He's just standing, holding the snake, like, what? They're all, they all seem very comfortable with the snake, I'll say that. Um, snake was a paid actor, too. Yeah. He gets a per diem of mice. Yeah. Which we want to make sure it's not hungry. I just start wrapping up yeah. on you doing it. It'd be terrifying. Uh, so while Wayne's getting Cassandra, Garth and all their friends are retrieving all the equipment they need from the public access place so they can shoot at Wayne's house. And they get there, and Russell, the producer, Benjamin had called ahead and told him to cut him off, so he's trying to stop him, and then they're like, you don't like him either, man. He's one of my friends. No, he's not. So they, they decide, uh, or they take Russell with them, and now they have a new ally. They took his flashlight. It was in face, took it. It's okay, it's okay, Like he's man. taking the clip out of a gun, unscrews it, and drops the batteries. It's okay. Garth is so funny because he's so shy, but then like he comes up huge. Yeah. He comes in clutch at a lot of moments. Oh, for real. And then because they have the police officer on their side, Rob Lowe gets pulled over to the to. The, I keep calling him Rob Lowe. I don't have to say his Benjamin. name. Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin gets pulled over on his way to Wayne's house, God. trying to stop this whole thing. And let me tell you, earlier in the movie, there's a scene where they're talking to this same cop and that's where that's the first place I heard the do you smell bacon? I smell bacon. Yeah. Oh I get it. Bacon pig police officer. <laughs> so he tells them then about having to pull over some bus and looking mm -hmm. for drugs and then they had to do body cavity searches and he's like, I inspected twelve individuals myself. <laughs> then yeah. he, he searches Rob Lowe, searches his car, Benjamin, whatever. And and then he says, well, I got one more check to make. And he, this is another thing. I heard that that day on oh the set. Oh, my God, shut up. On set that day, Rob Lowe was like, I need a real cavity search. I'm a method actor. And they were like, no, you're not. You've been going by your real name off set the whole time. And he's like, yeah, but today I'm a method actor. And then because they shot three different endings, he insisted on three different categories. Shut up. That's it stopped coming up. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. Yes, you can, because you do. Yeah. Do you not remember the Jimmy Carter thing? He uh, tried getting me to believe that my grandpa was Jimmy Carter for like a year. Yeah. Well, yeah, when people aren't present anymore, they have to change their name. <laughs> that but was the only part I believed. It sort of kind of worked. Sort of kind of. <laughs> not really. So, so Rob Lowe was a method actor for that scene. No, he wasn't. You were. I will tell you, this movie made me think that cavity searches were going to be a much bigger part of my life. <laughs> because it made it seem <laughs> like there's a lot of cavity searching going on. So, like, the first couple times I got pulled over, I was pretty scared. <laughs> uh, so they shoot three different endings, right? The first one, Mr. Big sees it, comes back there, comes down to the basement just to tell her no. Which would have been the worst ending ever. And Rob Lowe and uh, Cassandra end up together. Okay. Wayne's house burns down. <laughs> uh, and then the Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> where they take off Benjamin's face to reveal the real Rob Lowe. This creepy old guy. <laughs> and uh, it's Mr. Withers from the, from the amusement park. Nothing. Kid something. Yeah. And then luckily... 
they go with the mega happy ending. Oh, yeah. Which is where everything works out. Even Benjamin learns his lesson. Yeah. See, he's nice at the end. He's, I don't trust him <laughs> that way. I think he's a shyster. He's probably lying right to our faces. I really mean it. We might have to keep the Rob Lowe's a scumbag train rolling and do Tommy Boy. The Rob Lowe. <laughs> I mean... The, then we should watch Class. The roles find him. We should watch his second movie. We should watch Class, too. His second movie, Class. Oh. The same year as... Was it on the list? It was like one of the same years as... What was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part? I do like the three ending. That thing's, that's funny. The... But, um... I don't know, because like, like you were saying earlier, there's you can't really have a favorite part. It's just good all around. Right, yeah. I mean, the gun rack scene as far as like <laughs> quotable line, just the way, I don't even know a gun, let alone many guns, which necessitate an entire rack. Yeah. Tia Carrera actually turned down a role on Baywatch to do this movie. Really? Yeah. That's what it says in some of my research that I have done. And Garth, Dana Carvey, the scene in the music shop and he does the drum solo, really him. Good. He had a talk show for a while and I remember watching it and people in the audience would ask questions and someone was like, can you really play the drums? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I did that scene. And he had like a house band and he jumped wow. right right there on the spot, jumped and, <laughs> and knocked out a solo. Wow. Yeah, I do like that scene of them in the music store on the day of them. That seems pretty good. Yeah. The car hood scene, we're looking at some, some random facts about the movie. The car hood scene was entirely improvised. This movie was shot over the course of 34 days, uh, and at the end of it, the cast and crew were exhausted. Oh, the Twizzler thing in their car. Oh, yeah, you know, licorice dispenser and the, uh, the disc man on the, on the, <laughs> on the, on the dashboard. Yeah, dashboard. Man, I had, I had one of those with the tape... Uh, adapter you put a tape in and plug it into your disc man mine got stolen out of my car that's how popular those were wow wow the director penelope spears hated mike myers diva behavior she wasn't really a fan of mike myers on set behavior well i refuse to believe that that's shrek Mike Myers fought the studio to use Bohemian Rhapsody, which this this song this song got huge after this movie because it was an older song. Yeah. This, song this movie brought it back big time. Had to fight the studio to use it in the car scene. Wow. I mean, it's a perfect song for what they did for the way they played it. It's a yeah. super, as we said, all the scenes seem to be memorable, but that was a very memorable scene. Yeah, them all having their own part and everything. Garth's overbite gave Dana Carvey jaw pain. Dana Carvey based his performance on Garth on his brother, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's even better that it was based off somebody. Right. It was tough to translate the movie's slang-driven dialogue for foreign markets. That makes sense. There's a lot of, like, rock slang and common stuff in there. Um, so... I think we gotta start rating these movies. Yeah. What would you What would you give this one on a scale of one to ten? Ooh, I'm gonna try not to give like full tens. All right, right. So you're reserved, you're I'm reserved. gonna say like a nine. I think it's a definitely a nine. 
as far as longevity and the fact that it still holds up and it's yeah. hilarious. Quotability. Oh, for sure. I looked up a list of SNL movies Ooh. that are actually based on sketches. The Blues Brothers. Conan. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Man, that's a great one, too. And they could legitimately sing. Conan's also Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Very, very funny movie. And Chris Farley's in that one, too, actually. Wayne's World 2, we'll have to watch that sometime. They have Aerosmith in that one. It's yeah. packed. You want to talk about a cancelable movie. Oh, God. Played by a... It's a girl that plays the character. Mm -hmm. But it was a, it was an SNL sketch about just a real... Uh, I, I, Boy or girl? I, yeah, real gender fluid name. You know, Pat could go either way. Patrick or Patricia. Or yeah, and real like kind of dumpy physiques. You couldn't tell boobs or any kind of anything from the, the musculature or anything like that. And that was the whole point of the sketches. I feel like you've shown me one or two I think sketches. I might have, but they're, in the movie, they had, you know, the girl plays Pat, who I guess is a guy, and then a guy plays the girl that Pat falls for. <laughs> but um, there's a scene I remember, and I can't remember if it was a sketch or if it was from the movie, where somebody says, is that a banana in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? And he's like, actually, it's a banana. <laughs> Pulls a banana out, and he's got this real, like, you can't tell if it's a lady's voice or a guy's voice. <laughs> like, yeah, you couldn't make that movie now. Sure. Stewart saves his family. Uh, that Al Franken played a guy mm -hmm. that was like a therapist. That's mo That most famous one is he had, they did a sketch on SNL when Michael Jordan hosted. And he had, like, Michael Jordan talking about confidence issues and had him stand in front of a mirror and say, I'm good enough, I'm, I'm smart enough, <laughs> and doggone it, people like me. Stop it. Get some help. Blues Brothers 2000, that was a, a post-Belushi, and they brought in John Goodman to be uh, the other Blues Brother. Night at the Roxbury, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. That movie is okay. <laughs> Wasn't, um... Oh my gosh, what's the... Oh, um, never mind. Because there's a movie I was thinking of. No, yeah, wasn't Zoolander something to do? Or, like, didn't they get a little bit from this? And I think it might have been after the uh, after the movie that they did a sketch or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Ben Stiller wasn't an SNL guy. Yeah. He was, actually, briefly, but it wasn't a sketch. Superstar, Will Ferrell, and... Uh, oh, man, now I can't think of Molly Shannon. That was a sketch your cousin Darcy used to do that impression a lot. The Ladyth Man with Tim Meadows. That's uh, in Grown Ups, the other black guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's him. And then McGroomer. That's the only one that's in like the even semi-recent cast, Kristen Wiig and Will Forte. But like most of them were 90s ones. I feel like there were other ones, but this list only has these ones. Yeah, they haven't all been super great. Yeah. Some sketches should just stay sketches. Well, all right, before we sign off, Lou, how's your summer going? Good. Um, Been having a lot of sleepovers. Yeah, what's the pool day today, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I haven't. I've just been working. Little bows out. Right? Nothing special here, folks. But we hope you enjoyed our take on Wayne's World. Yes. 
We'll be back next week to talk about how Rob Lowe is still a scumbag. No! Okay, we'll find one of your other crushes and call him a scumbag. Robert Downey uh, Jr. No, he's, I like him. Oh my All God. right. <laughs> Have a good week, folks.